0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Carlo at 4GQ TV, and I have my co-host Paris here. We have a very special guest. We have Dora Fine, who is a voice actor and has voiced many characters in video games. Uh, looks like anime as well. Dora, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, um, I have been working as a voice actor for about ten years now. Um, I originally, um, I, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York and, uh, and my life got a different, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I grew up in New York and I did the Walt Disney World college program. Um, mm-hmm. and so that brought me to Orlando, Florida, and I lived there for 13 years. Um, and during that time I got my degree in theater and, um, uh, was a public school drama teacher um they cut the arts um, in my county i was very sad and um mm-hmm. uh, uh, but i was part of my my hometown anime con anime festival orlando and i had been very much a big part of it for several years and i happened to meet somebody named tony oliver uh, about 12 years ago uh, we just bonded uh by the pool party one night talking about theater um and started talking, and I ended up going to take uh, his class in Chicago shortly after that, and uh, and then I ended up moving out here, and like kind of the, the rest is history, and now I work with Tony, um, mm. uh, and I run Adventures in Voice Acting, which is the voice acting school that Bang Zoom um, sponsors, or it's powered by. And, mm-hmm. um, And I work with him, with Tony and Bangsoom quite a bit uh, to this day, and it's just been really awesome to be able to be a part of some uh, very uh, iconic, um, iconic anime and video games and all of that. So I'm just super happy to be living out here in Los Angeles.
2: Nice, nice. Yeah, I was just looking at, uh, you know, as we are doing our research a little bit, you know, before we reached out and stuff, saw that you're on Loop on the third, Dragon Slayer, you know, Ghost in the Shell. Now these aren't just like small like titles; these are really, really. Oh, and big, Beyblade.
1: Big, Beyblade's man. very important.
2: Beyblade. Oh yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> the list, the list is as long and as mighty. So. um, would you consider Tony to be uh, one of your mentors in the industry?
3: Is, um, is, is that how you got you
1: started? Is, he is my darling friend, my dear, dear friend, my mentor, my, my teacher. Uh, and uh, he's a big cheerleader. And I wouldn't, had I not met him, and I, if it wasn't for his guidance, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Hmm. Um, and incidentally, um, <laughs> I... Um, uh, things have gotten quite full, gone quite full circle. Um, mm. I uh, had the pleasure of taking over um, directing the dub for *Loop on the Third Part Six. Um, mm. Tony was directing it for basically the first half of the season, and I'm I'm the director for the second second half of the season that uh, will start airing on *Toonami* soon, um, and. Uh, it's quite remarkable that like my first my first time coming out here and voice acting he was my director in and uh and then uh to be going to this point where i get to direct him <laughs> and direct him <laughs> as lupin of all things all right. and be able to be involved in such an iconic and beloved uh, franchise um uh, it's just extra special and um and he taught me, you know? So he taught, he taught me, he taught me how to direct and um, and it's been, yeah, absolutely fabulous.
2: <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. So uh, hold on one second, Carl, before you jump in, I just wanted to get a, you know, shout out to Tony, your mentor Tony, thank you, you know, and also, you know, them, them having the trust and and believing in you to uh you know give you I believe this is your first director's
1: uh this is my first yeah this is my first time directing for Bang Zoom and mm-hmm. shout out to Bang Zoom in general um with adventures and voice acting um and um just in general um I really love how they provide opportunities and and open doors. Uh, for people. And um, just because you're not experienced, Mm -hmm. um, not completely experienced yet, but you're talented, that they cultivate that. And the reason why they started the school was specifically that, that it's not, you know, it's not just, oh, I love this anime and I love making voices. We want to teach that, yeah, it's actually acting and, and there's a whole process to it. And um, I'm really happy to be at the helm of the school. And, and just in general, also, when they have open auditions at, at, like at Anime Expo or Anime Central, and they've always, they've always been cultivating that and, um, and giving people opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. and, and whereas in a lot of other circumstances in Hollywood, it's much harder, um, uh, it's not as common. Um, whereas uh, they work and they partner also, Aniplex of America is also a big um, proponent of it. Um, And they are the ones who will partner, have partnered with us in the past Mm -hmm. for uh, the roles for the open auditions that they would, that they would host. And um, it's really wonderful to be a part of not only just a really cool company and a wonderful company with wonderful people to work with, uh, but also that, that values um, the next generation. And it's nice.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. little give back. (laughs)
3: <laughs>
0: mm mm-hmm. yeah well i'm i'm really excited to see uh what you directed i'm very excited to see that actually <laughs> so there's some really big stuff here on your imdb that is kind of like <laughs> mind-blowing so uh i i want to ask you about ai the somnium files hopefully i said that correctly because i'm bad it's with i Christ. it's
1: it's i okay uh, the somnium files and just to get you an idea uh Yes, it's a I. It's also a pun for I, as in the I. I also love Uh, my character Hitomi Sagan. Hitomi uh, means pupil. Uh, Again, I. Uh, (laughs) And (laughs) her her daughter's name is Iris. Um, It goes on and on. And uh, it's just what Uchikoshi-san is just wonderful with the multiple meanings and glorious puns. Uh, throughout, throughout his work. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I is probably. It is. And playing Hitomi, Hitomi Sagan in particular is uh, still my favorite character mm. to have been able to play uh, to date. Um, and just, it, she has this quiet strength and it's very unassuming and uh and a lot of people uh were uh when when it came out my friends were like okay so you said you're like a main ca- you're a character in this i'm like yeah i am and they're like but <laughs> but uh you don't i'm not a big character until later in the mystery mm-hmm. so um and uh and she may look like just an innocent, sweet." Elementary school teacher, and mom, but she's, so, <laughs> she's definitely so much more, um, mm. and has a really great sense of humor too. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, in the and um, the sequel, um, I, the Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative, um, she has a smaller role. She goes, I think, I appear like in three scenes, maybe four scenes, mm-hmm. but uh, we get to uh, uh, see a little bit more and realize the. The uh, uh, budding rom- romantic relationship uh, between her and Date. and, mm. uh, and um, as many fans know, Date is very motivated by pretty things, uh, <laughs> and and, uh, and so, oh, let me think. Uh, there's just um just confirmation of it, and um, and that that in the new one like she laughs whenever he's being a little silly and um and she's she enjoys it just as much (laughs) as he enjoys it himself so um it's absolutely precious and also the in in general um i typically play lots of moms Mm -hmm. uh, and very much often i do not i do not get a name i'm just the character's mom you know like sakura's mother in I want to eat your pancreas. Um, I also did. Yeah, and that's quite a that's quite a, quite a name, but it is it does mean something very very significant and something absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. um, in the film. And uh, very much the same. Uh, I play moms that uh, very often are faced with um, big challenges or the death. Um, uh, or some kind of uh, tragedy happening with her, with her daughter. Um, and it's a, it's a theme and I do love playing, playing those strong women. And so, um, uh, in that movie, it definitely was, um, it was just wonderful. Basically the main character, it has, um, a pancreatic disease and so it's all a a combination of that and what that means and i don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it yet it's absolutely beautiful um but uh, also hitomi also goes through uh big challenges with iris uh with her daughter and uh and depending on the different endings and the different routes you know you get to see a bunch of different parts of her and uh when i was in the studio uh recording it years ago um it was quite a special experience because I had all of my teachers in there with me. Um, at different points I was pulling different kinds of techniques and ideas to, to properly, you know, convey what she was going through and uh, going all the way back from, from college from my theater degree. And then of course Tony was in the room with me and Kal El Bogdanov and Charlie Adler and David Sobolov and oh I'm being terrible. I'm sure I'm forgetting other things in Julie Maddalena and uh, just uh, pulling towards these different kinds of concepts and uh, different kinds of ideas to really ground her and, uh, and, uh, and bring her to life. And it was so, it was so exciting to be able to really uh, be able to access my craft and to be able to bring a character to life like that. And that, having all my teachers there with me uh you know a lot of people say you know a lot of people get their degrees in college and uh they don't end up having careers in that and uh it's it's quite wonderful uh to be able to to be able to be using my degree on a daily basis
2: (laughs) (laughs) right so like um you said you worked at uh, Walt Disney. So how did you go? How did you make that transition from, you know, being an actor, actor, actress, uh, uh mm-hmm. performing at Walt Disney um into um uh voice acting
1: Actually, actually, um I didn't I didn't perform that much at Disney. Um I was more uh um I started out with the Disney College program, I made cotton candy, all different kinds of candy on Main Street USA, beautiful, poofy, uh yellow dress and uh uh i i I never want to make fudge again and (laughs) but it's okay uh (laughs) and then i i trans i transitioned over to um uh the great movie ride Mm. and uh which is now gone um but in that um you there's a tour guide uh element to it and there's some acting in it which is fabulous and then once you have more seniority, you get to be, the ride would get hijacked halfway through by a bandit or a gangster, and I got to play the bandit. Um, and so it was a lot of fun uh, being a part of it, but technically I wasn't a performer. I was a ride operator. And um, and then I uh, transitioned over to um, Epcot um, attraction. So at a given time, I worked at, Test Track, Mission Space, The Wonders of Life, now gone. Universe of Energy, now gone. And by the way, holy crap, the the Guardians of the Galaxy ride that has replaced it is just unbelievable. And it's totally in theme. Anybody going like, what the heck is this about? Like, that doesn't make sense. It totally fits with the theming and everything. Mm. And Spaceship Earth, the big ball, is where I spent a lot of the time. But three three Christmas seasons, I think three christmas seasons i was part of the holidays around the world at epcot and i was a storyteller i told the story of hanukkah as myself because (laughs) and um it was quite wonderful to be able to uh be a part of that and it was um it was a new thing the first year where uh they used to have the storyteller just come out the hanukkah storyteller come out during the days of hanukkah and it was the same story with the kwanzaa storyteller um at the time and uh the year that uh i was cast and brought in was the first year where they were having both the kwanzaa storyteller and the hanukkah storyteller uh be a part of of the show for the entire season um and so it was and we both did it at the american adventure and so it was absolutely wonderful um i also uh i also Worked for a time at uh, Universal in Florida um, the Terminator show. I was Kimberly Duncan. Was <laughs> oh, a super. wow. Nice. It's so super. Uh, <laughs> it was wonderful. I really liked it. And um, I especially loved it when everybody cheered when I got
3: mm-hmm. checked and
1: thrown, by that by. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it was a whole lot of fun. And I also uh, also worked at uh, SeaWorld Spectacular. I was Penelope mm. Pumpkin Fish. And <laughs> and um and I uh very much had a short attention span and it was just a lot of fun. Uh, nice. Yeah. So, but it was uh, mainly in attractions. Mm. Um. And I was also involved with the cast member community theater group. There. Okay. Uh, okay. But uh, yeah. So and from there, uh, I I ended up getting my degree, um, at Rollins College. I uh. I had thought I was never going to finish college. Um, I was, I had it. And um, somebody suggested the, again, with the theater group, uh, just said, you know, like, there's a school, it's really cool. Yeah, you know, check it out. So I did a tour and I walked into the Annie Russell Theater that was, goodness, uh, now it's nearly 100 years old. I think it was built in the the 1930s. And I looked, I'm like, I'm going to get my degree. I'm going to finish school and I'm going to study theater. And uh, luckily, I checked off a little box saying I'd like to be considered for scholarships based on merit Mm -hmm. and also um, financially. Things were a little rough with my family at the time. Um, And so I ended up uh, having a full ride And, and I was able to finish my degree. Um, and it was just nice. wonderful. And it was a public, so as a public school drama teacher, I was mm-hmm. performing, like like I was performing in Epcot. I was, you know, doing these different things. And then this, I, like I mentioned earlier, uh, they cut the arts, and I had this beautiful, beautiful uh, program. I had black box theater designed by Disney Imagineers, um, mm-hmm. Celebration K through eight, and I spent the next year uh, really not being able to teach it anymore. And, um, it was a very difficult year, a quarter of my student population. I went from Celebration KA to another school, Mm um, and, uh, quarter of the student population was actually homeless. Um, So, yeah. And so, um, just dealing, um, with the stark contrast and understanding and the little bit of theater, the one little class that I was able to teach. Um, but I had like 40 children in there. Um, it was just too many, um, mm-hmm. but um, it, it 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 was humbling, and it was, and I I really did my best to mm-hmm. to be the best teacher I could for the students, but I wasn't happy, and right. uh, I missed being a theater teacher. And again, I I met Tony at, at Anime Festival Orlando, and because <laughs> so, um, what happened was we were talking about it, and since I was an educator, we had an exchange, and he said. Come and take my class, um, and I have friends in Chicago and he was teaching mm. in Chicago. And uh, come and take my class, I'd like um, and in exchange, I would love for you to give me feedback and give me uh, you know, and different kinds of ideas of how I could improve the class. And so um, and that's exactly what I did. And then it ended up, I ended up helping out and and then moving out to LA and then um, helping actually run the school um and create curriculum and all of that and um wonderful teachers so uh that i work with and what i do love about the school as well is um yes it's fun but um every single one of our classes um are educational and training and we give good foundations to people um who are working with the craft and it's not just a quick uh Oh, it's an anime, you know, anime, and it's all fun. It's not a gimmick. It's, it's an actual, it's an actual school. And um, many, many, many students uh, stop. Um, many of our students have uh, studied with us or have chosen to study with us along the way. And so many of them are in the industry now. And uh, uh, it's just great seeing everybody succeed
0: that's that's definitely a good thing um question about the school is is it in person only or is there online classes oh, as well
1: we were in person only before the pandemic and uh come the shutdown uh I scrambled and I it took me two weeks and we went online <laughs> and I can't haul oh, uh, and this is in the earlier days like when people still didn't understand how to use zoom and and um, um, doing all of that. and so um and now uh, we're we're exclusively online because it's still not safe to have multiple people in a studio um, learning and being unmasked in front, you know, and being on mic. and so um, we're still doing everything remotely and doing it well and uh, so like for instance um, uh, Julie Maddalena's Character Voice Acting 101 course um, was, um, did have this big um, improv, like in-person improv, like physical element to it, which we had to remove um, from the classes. But at the same time, we rearranged it so that we're, there were still other kinds of ways to do improv and, and continue uh, to do the, the core of um, teaching people how to, to act and, um, and get that training. Um, we, um, at first, were not, we were not able to uh, provide um, the classes that we do now, the our ADR from home workshop, which actually uh, teaches you everything about dubbing and localization um, and the whole process, as well as also being able to remotely, um, the, the students get to uh, experience um, what it's like to dub anime remotely uh, from BangZoom, and we use scripts and uh, from from shows that BangZoom Zoom um, worked on, and uh, so they're able to learn that um, now. But we weren't able before. So again, we just we rearrange things and put in all of the. Other things, and so Tony teaches an intro to voice acting class and uh, and uh, voice acting techniques class, and we have an audition class, and uh, we also have workouts. Um, and uh, we've had David Sobolov come and teaches teaches the art of the bookable read. Um, and um, I'm about to add two more two more teachers, um, but not officially yet. But one that is going to be teaching. Um, voice acting and acting uh, specifically geared to and learning how to dub uh, dub live action
3: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, live action and uh, which is a different technique uh, completely Um, and um, another um, another teacher is going to be coming in uh, that I want to uh, concentrate on specifically very much cartoony and and strong comedy uh, has a strong comedy acting background for for specifically for cartoons and animation, so it's just fabulous, and um, and at the same time, you know, a lot of our copy, I mean, it comes from anime, and uh, and it's really great. And I also I also privately coach, um, and um, and I I lead workouts, and like for today, I'm uh, this afternoon, I'm going to be teaching, well, not teaching, I'm leading the workout. Basically, <laughs> we just we uh, we set it up because it's so hard to dub, to practice dubbing, yeah. you know, in real time. And so um, doing a workout helps it out. So what happens is my students will choose the copy that they want to use and the sessions. Um, and we have a BangZoom engineer on, um, on the line with us to do the recording. And essentially I just direct them. So I just direct them and, you know, when we set everything up. Mm-hmm. Um, as if it were a real session, and then uh, we wait. Uh, we don't play it back um, until the end of the workout because that way it's it's exciting and movie time. And essentially, we we play back the scenes, and um, the student gets to see themselves in that role mm-hmm. um, up again and along with all of the professionals who originally were in the production, and um, yeah. and it's. And it's a really valuable time. And so I, I give a little feedback at the end, you know, but um, it, that's not the purpose. The purpose is, is them to come in, to practice, to work out, and me giving them the best experience I can uh, to um, make it seem like it's the real thing so that when they do start working on the regular basis, it's no big deal. They're comfortable, they're at home. And, uh, and it's really great to do that. <laughs>
2: Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know, <clears throat> you going into teaching and it seems like you've been doing it your almost your entire career. Yeah I've, a, so. yeah,
1: I've been an educator. I've been an yeah. educator and um, it's wonderful because I love acting. Yeah. There is uh, there's only a, two other things that bring me that kind of joy mm. and one of them is directing and, um, and also being able to well, not being able to teach, the feeling I get when my, I'm able to help my students succeed, mm-hmm. you know, those light bulb moments, <clears throat> um, you know, and, you know, they're, they're nervous or we're, we're working on something and, and all of a sudden they blossom. And yeah. uh, they have to work really hard, but mm-hmm. I, being able to be a little part of it, oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good feeling. Dentist. In the dentist. World.
2: And say then to see them, uh, you know, get signed or get opportunities. Where now they're in uh, shows yeah. or uh, video games and or and yeah. or movie or, or TV show. That that's awesome. Um, it has to be a, a some you know s- sense of satisfaction for yourself to be like yes, you know, yes. I played a small part, but yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
1: And I yeah. And I I. Uh, mm. No, I'm gonna teach. I'm gonna continue teaching.
2: Yeah,
1: for the rest of my life for sure. <laughs> in one way shape.
2: <laughs> nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, as as you're, you know, uh, you know, at going through the pandemic and having to sort of adjust from being in person and then go into this remote. Um, I know you were teaching and doing classes remotely, but what about on a professional level? So how did you sort of make that transition? Um, you know, having to build your own studio, look online, to find the parts and all that stuff. How did, So how did that work for you?
1: Well, um, I was a little lucky. It's kind of sort of um, uh, my studio is my hallway. I live in a very old apartment, mm-hmm. but the rent is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, uh, basically it's uh, three, three and a half by seven space that technically is the hallway of my apartment. So I close I close the door to my bedroom, my living room and my bathroom, and I have curtains uh, that I, I've now put on a rack, but back right. then they were just on hooks. What I would do is to record my auditions, I would put, I would just uh, bring in my laptop and um, I had, um, I'm still using it, and I had a, a Scarlett uh, 2i2, Mm-hmm. I think it was second generation um, and still working today. And I had, uh, um, oh my God, goodness, um, Audio Technica 2035. And that's what I had been recording my auditions on uh, when I was doing them at home. Um, I was also recording my auditions elsewhere uh, um, with some wonderful people um, over at the Voice Over Doctor and Compost mm-hmm. Productions. of. There was this club, and I go in, and they direct me with my auditions, and it was just fabulous, and uh, uh, it was fantastic. And now I do it virtually. Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, and uh, what's quite interesting is I had been scheduled to uh, record uh, Bertha for a Pokemon Masters Mm. um, X, and I was scheduled to go in. Uh, the week that we shut down. And uh, so just talking about talking through it and um, uh, so seeing the writing on the wall and all that I quickly got, uh, I got a, I got an iMac, I got i um, I've upgraded since again, but I got I got a nice iMac that would be quiet that would be quiet enough that I could put in the studio and and work it all out, and I had all those things, and I basically set those all up, and um, and uh, got a wired, got wired, got, got an Ethernet cord,
3: um, <laughs>
1: uh, so that we could, uh, you know, um, they could record me remotely. And um, it, I think uh, at least for uh, Pokemon, um, the the this was the first, this was the first remote uh, session, and so. Oh. Uh, we did it well and uh it was a whole heck of a lot of fun but it was very uh very different um i was like for instance when you're in studio you know you're you're by yourself and then on the opposite side of the glass is is the um is the client that's wanting things to be done, and they communicate with the director and, and the engineer, and you don't typically hear any of that conversation, mm-hmm. and, um, but because of the nature of it all and using Source Connect now, uh, and we hadn't come up with ways to do that, um, like the full conversation was there, and, um, and I, it was fun to have it be more collaborative and me being able to hear everything mm-hmm. that was going on, it was fabulous. just wonderful. Um, and, uh, and we've made it work. And, um, I also, uh, and then since then and working, I'm working hard and I was working consistently with that, with that audio technica 2035 and <laughs> not expensive. Um, a lot of people, uh, who start wanting to get into voiceover, um, uh, they think they have to buy like the really expensive stuff and, mm-hmm. uh, you don't um you just need to make sure that it has a certain amount of self noise and um just have certain kind of specs that are it's going to be good and it should be um if you're thinking about doing anime or any kind of character stuff uh the best uh kind of microphone would be a uh, cardory patterned um uh large diaphragm condenser mm. microphone um because that way you're able to move around much more freely and still be mm. picked up uh by the mic um and um, and there's no need to spend all this money um and uh and but then what was going on for me was uh slowly but surely i was starting to do things that were like any kind of screaming or any anything like that um uh my microphone couldn't quite uh capture everything that i wanted to do uh and so and also to to remain competitive yeah because uh, because there were some studios that you know wanted the really expensive stuff and so um i ended up getting um a tlm 103 uh but i uh before that i did get this sennheiser uh mkh416 uh usually retails a thousand dollars right um i uh did a search and you know it was pandemic time and people weren't renting equipment and uh prg uh was selling was selling used equipment Mm -hmm. and um i found i found this one um and talked with them uh and it was only 225 bucks
0: oh wow wow wow
1: and uh just fantastic but you know they use these on set you know and it's it's a little beaten up but it's a workhorse and it works great and so um i do love using it as a uh, as a director and i do use it i do pull it into my studio if i'm doing live action dubbing because uh that typically is um uh more of a the same kind of sound that you'd have um but it's fantastic and uh um Yeah. But again, but slowly, but surely as I worked hard and as I started booking things and, and, and my business was growing and that I could afford to, I slowly, but surely just upgraded everything. Um, and I quite, um, I'm just as happy doing it, uh, doing things remote, um, Mm. as in person. Uh, the only thing, the only thing, uh, that I, I, I do miss is air conditioning uh um that it doesn't happen in my studio (laughs) at all um and it's uh, hot pretty quickly yeah and like like a week like this week where we like it's been in the 90s um or over 100 and like i have to turn off you have to turn off all the air conditioners and you have to turn off everything um at least for mine uh yeah so uh when it's this time of year and and now that and now that uh, people are vaccinated, um, I feel co- confident um, uh, to go into certain studios that are following all the safety proto- minimum safety protocols um, and so when it's super hot
3: yeah
1: but bang you know but bang zoom, uh, the majority of the anime is still mm-hmm. being dubbed remote yeah, it's yeah. not in person. Um, uh so it's just as good of a model and quite frankly it's so much better because uh you know you have access to talent across Mm -hmm. the world and across the u.s and people who are so talented but because of circumstances and what have you um you know it's hard and very expensive to live in los angeles um and so many people are able to start their careers remotely Mm -hmm. um and um and get that kind of access and, and once they're getting successful enough they can make the move here um and some don't have to make the move here and so, and lots of people have left
3: right <laughs> yeah know,
2: it
1: does it does people.
2: uh it does open the door to be more inclusive like give people oh, opportunities 100%. that never had a had an opportunity before you know people with disabilities oh, uh, particularly, and, uh,
1: definitely yeah. uh, um uh, just um people who are with disabilities i also um and also, um, better representation, yeah
3: uh,
1: uh, just in general, like if you're wanting to have if, if you've got a, a, a Latina character, you know you want to be able to access somebody who's mm-hmm. very talented and um, and you might want to have an authentic accent um, and what have you and because um, you want something Puerto Rican, you know that would not be here not that much here and so again those kinds of act- the accents and different heritage and um and different races it all it's all really exciting um at uh how much more uh inclusivity and proper mm-hmm. res- representation exists and it yeah and what we look like doesn't matter as voice actors but right. uh telling the stories right it matters mm-hmm. You know yeah. Yeah. it really does matter and yeah. uh um it's quite it's quite awesome <laughs>
2: so <laughs> nice nice carlo you have a, a final question before we uh wrap this up i know i have one but we'll we'll, we'll wait
0: after you ask okay um yeah. <laughs> so one one last question i do have for you is when it comes to being a, a voice actor at home especially right now because there's a lot of people mm-hmm. doing it from home Audio quality is very important in voice acting. So, do mm-hmm. you uh, or any other voice actors you know actually post-process their own audio before auditions or before sending in the final cut?
1: It depends. So, um, and also while we're talking about good good audio, it's not necessarily a microphone. It is definitely your sound treatment mm. more than anything else. Your sound treatment, the room, that is what will create the best that sound um uh i have a noise floor of uh i think it's negative 70 75 decimals mm-hmm. um uh in my room and and that's that's because it's in inner and inner and like and so i have a really nice setup i don't and i can't uh have a i can't buy a booth uh, I live on a second floor of an older building and it won't be able to manage that, so, um, but using, using post-processing, well, if you're doing, if you're auditioning and you're working with uh, possibly an indie dev um, and doing those kind of things, or if you are working on the pay-to-play sites um, and you're doing jobs like that where you are going to be providing the final product. Where you are going to be doing you're going to be doing the cleanup and making it nice and good then of course your auditions should reflect reflect what the final product is going to be Mm. Uh, but uh as far as um auditioning for things uh where you're also auditioning your space um it's it is very important that you give them exactly what it's going to sound like mm. uh, uh, so what if there's mouth noise they can they can take care of that mouth noise um, but you know what what is the room to- you know, making sure your room tone is right and they need to know they need to know like what they're dealing with and they want to mm. know how you sound raw in that right. space um, the only really thing the only kind of uh, Post processing that you would do if you're auditioning for something. Again, if you're auditioning for something where you're expected to be working in your studio. Um, uh, you can go back and you should uh, um, and normalize because uh, you're going to be going up and down. Like if it's a video game or things like that, where you know there'll be quiet moments and then there's parts that you're screaming. You're going to be you're going to be riding your gain. And by the way, you ride your gain live when you're doing the remote session anyway. Mm. Um, and uh, and you write it based on what the engineer tells you to do. <laughs> awesome. <Yeah. laughs> uh, you know, I wait for the I, I let the engineer tell me what to do because you never know. Uh, yeah. um, or every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna yell. I should probably put my game down. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. But you know, uh, <laughs> but if they don't remember, but um, yeah, it's set up so that they know because they're gonna do the post processing. They're the ones who are gonna be um, they're pulling the recording remotely. You may be, and yes, you're, you may be rolling the backup on your end, but still you want to be able to, you're auditioning your space um, and what it's gonna be like when it's live. And so you wanna give a proper representation of that. And it doesn't matter <laughs> if there is a little bit of mouth noise or, you mm. know, you, gotta, you know, uh, uh, there's a little bit of uh, like, you're like, oh, I wanna DS that or, you know, uh, I just wanna, I, you know, I wanna get rid of that background noise. No, really shouldn't. Uh, you wanna, again, you wanna, you never wanna lie. <laughs> and quite awesome. frankly, when, why would you want to trick them at all?
2: Right, and right. You're
1: gonna be working together as a team. Mm-hmm. And so you wanna make sure that they also can work with you and what you've got. Mm-hmm. So it's important. And again, can't stress it enough. Your sound treatment is really the most important part of it all. It's not the fancy microphone necessarily, nice. ever. So nice. Yeah.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for that ex- explanation because I'm sure a lot of viewers that tune in, you know, people that are in the industry want to know. Um, and, and that's cool. Thank you for sharing. Um, one final question, um, and it's totally off the wall, you know. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you eat pineapples on pizza do you like it or are you just like no
1: <laughs> okay this is a little this is gonna be funny um no i ha- i i've tried it but only pineapple mm. not have because it, it's kosher uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but what uh growing up um i i, I was raised uh, very traditionally orthodox mm in in brooklyn that's a whole other story um but uh so i would only frequent the pizza shops that were the kosher pizza shops and generally those pizza shops were uh very much it was like pizza and falafel Mm. Um, and uh so the pizza and in general it was a blend with middle eastern israeli kind of food as well and Mm so don't do meat and dairy so again so all of my pizza experiences and my taste for pizza, I guess, is uh, generally uh, dairy and vegetables. Mm -hmm. Uh, So pineapple, pineapple never was a part of that. (laughs)
2: There you go.
1: But, um, and yeah, and I haven't had the, I've never ordered pineapple on pizza because, but I've seen it, but whenever I see it being offered uh, in any, you know, gathering or what have you, it usually has ham on it. And I just don't do that.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) okay. So pineapple over ham, but no ham at all. Nice. yeah yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) awesome very important very very important question to have asked me there we go (laughs) okay
2: (laughs) Dora um, while we wrap this up uh, where can people find you Um, is there anything you want to plug before we uh, head off into Mm -hmm. the sunset Um, (laughs) and thank you for your time and uh, today thank you for having hanging out with us
1: yeah yeah so you can find me on um, on Twitter and Instagram at Dora Fine, which is my, how I spell my name, D-O-R-A-H-F-I-N-E. Um, and also um, you can find me at um, Adorably Fine, and it's spelled like my name. So A-D-O-R-A-H-B-L-Y-F-I-N-E. Um, and that's my TikTok handle. And I think that's also what I am on Twitch. I don't stream like I join streams uh, and I I love to join streams (laughs) to watch watch people play and react to my performances. It's a whole lot of fun. Um, Mm -hmm. And, um, and I also do that because uh, uh, my, my business, my, my directing business and uh, my private coaching and all of that is under the umbrella of my company, adorably fine. So nice. Nice. And so yeah, that, that's where you can find me. And As far as projects or anything coming up, um, I'm really excited um, about um, a VR immersive film that I got to record um, uh, in a very special circumstance. Uh, It's called Thank You for Sharing Your World. And of course, I play the mom and I'm just called mom or just mother, uh, no name. Um, And I play mom to a character named Takashi. Who is uh, played by Zach Aguilar, and that's also really special because he was a student uh, in the past, and um, and we actually got to. It's a very very special uh, um, circumstance, and we were all online on we were all tuning in online, and we did we did a group record to create it. It wasn't us just being individually. Uh, recording it. So I got to interact with him. And the story is about Takashi, who uh, became blind when he was 10 years old. Um, and he befriends um, Shinji, who is um, on the autism spectrum. And um, and you get to go on an adventure with them um, uh, to see their life together. And mm. uh, because because Takashi is blind, the experience, from what I understand, because I haven't seen it yet, um, is that it is a representative in drawings and of the imagination of Takashi. Um, and so it's it's abstract and beautiful. Um, and it is nominated uh, for uh, in the VR category at the Venice International Film Festival. Um, and it is, yeah, and it's mm-hmm. just extra special. I'm really excited about it. And if you're in Venice, um, towards the end of August, um, it is, um, it, uh, you can experience, um, you can experience the VR immersive experience, mm-hmm. um, there, um, leading up to the festival. And so, nice. um, so if you're in Italy,
2: you
3: should
1: go <laughs> see it. <laughs>
2: there you go.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, Definitely play I, the Somnium Files, Nirvana Initiative, if you haven't yet. Um, there you go. Fantastic um, sequel and uh, the adventures, I, the imagination and the wackiness that is uh, uh, Kotaro Uchikoshi uh, is just fabulous and so much fun. And not just because I'm in it, the acting is superb. Mm. The voice acting is superb. Herb. Nice. Um, and uh yeah, so I think it's just fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Oh yeah, and and watch, and of course on Toonami, watch Lupin the third part six on Saturday nights.
2: <laughs> there we go. There we go. Directorial
0: debut for Miss Dorf.
1: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it and the insight to the industry and, uh, and all the questions that you've answered and where people can find, you know, different tips and schools as well. Um into voice acting. That's very important for a lot of people that want to get into this. So thank you very much. All right, thank you. Awesome.
1: Ah, I want to hang out with you guys.
3: <laughs> there you <we> go. <laughs>